Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people? Here we are yet again with another episode of Cells Speaks. And now, and I mean, it, it feels good to know that I'm on the, I'm closer to 52 than I am being further away. I think that's a, that's, that makes me happy, you know, kind of just doing one thing and just sticking with it and showing yourself consistency. And I think that's something we all should do. Like take one thing and just try to be as consistent with it as much as possible. Because I think sometimes like we just try to do like too much and we end up getting burnt out and life happens. And, you know, you're trying to do like five things consistently. And then when one thing doesn't go your way, you're like, oh, I'm a failure. And, and you know what? Just stick with one thing, with one thing that you could look back and say, wow, like I did this one thing consistently. And now if you can do that one thing, then when you've mastered doing that one thing consistently, you add your second one. But, um, you know, shout out to all my new listeners, my new subscribers, and much love to the ones that have been rocking with me from day one or even in the middle. I appreciate you guys. I always appreciate the love and support. Um, for those of you guys who have who know me personally, you know that my life has been a little real interesting as of late. Um, that whole situation with my um, uncle getting kidnapped was very uh, taxing. It was very emotionally draining. And, you know, everybody goes through situations in very different ways. And me, myself, like, I didn't realize how much I was holding my breath in a metaphoric sense. Like, I'm a person where I love to laugh, I love to joke, I love to play. And when I saw the situation, I realized, like, I wasn't laughing, I wasn't joking, I was just, like, on edge, just waiting. And it's not until, you know, he was released. You know, my uncle's released along with the other three uh, captive victims, that's when I was really able to like let my hair down and like laugh and and make a joke and, and you know start going back to being myself. And you know that situation is not something I wish on anybody else. You know for those who don't know, my uncle Homer Jean Pierre was kidnapped live stream in Haiti and basically held for about four days and then released Sunday night. Um, and you know even now like it's not done. You know there's still work to be done. You know, Haiti is still a problem, you know what I mean, with what's going on in the government and in the situation. And um, I think it was even this morning I read how seven people were kidnapped this morning. You know, it's become the new hustle, the new the new thing to do. And so, you know, my my prayers go out to people who have family out there. And I pray that God keeps them safe and protected from any harm and danger. You know, but honestly, I don't even I don't even know what to do outside of calling up the Avengers and going down there and doing what needs to be done because the things that are happening, it's not just a a people need food thing or people need money thing. It's like it's like a a politically corrupt system that needs to be gutted and and redone and put in people who actually have the best interests of the country and Unless you're willing to start running for office and become an elected official and run campaigns to become president, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Sending food, sending money is cool, but it ain't going to fix the problem. You know what I mean? It, you're going to need, like, real, real big, tangible solutions. But anyway, um, of all the things that I love to talk about, politics is not really one of my favorite things. I'll have conversations about it. But I don't see myself doing a podcast about it because it's just not my thing. 
But the thing that was on my mind today was was really like understanding what faith in God looks like. Because I think sometimes we we hear it preached, we hear it discussed, but very rarely do we get to see it lived. You know what I mean? And when I say live, like people really living tangibly what we call faith. And it's so interesting. Like this is a habit that just bothers me so much. Like, you know what I mean? Um, DMX passed and, you know, rest in peace, my condolences to his families and, you know, the people he was connected to. And I really haven't even been in a social media mood lately. But like, even when I jump in, it's like people are out here debating his salvation. And it's like, why? That's one thing that Christians have always kind of annoyed me with. Every time someone dies, like, we want to debate where they're going, where they're going. Oh, are they going to? No, they're going to go to hell because of this. Oh, they're going to go to heaven because they were that. And it's like, why do why do we always feel like we have that privilege to sit there and dictate, judge or discuss where somebody will end up in regards to their salvation? We have no we literally have no say in the matter. Like our opinions don't even matter. It's not like God is like, man, you know, five billion people in the world thought he should have went to heaven. I, I guess I'll send him to heaven or up, uh, you know. You know, two billion people thought he shouldn't make it to heaven. I might have, might have to send that. Like, opinions really don't matter. Not at all. And the thing that annoys me is, like, if somebody's love for God and their Christianity or, or, or their, their walk with God doesn't look like yours, oh, they got to be going to hell because you are so confident that you are going to hell. And that's, you know what? That's, that's a strong point there. A lot of people have to send Christians who's, Christianity doesn't look like theirs to hell because if they don't, then they feel like they're not jeopardized. I'm going to find a better way to say that. But that's literally what it is. Like, that's why we constantly feel the need to, oh, if you're not like this person, if you're not like that person, or if you don't walk this way, you know, oh, you don't really love God. Oh, you was a rapper. You can't love God. Oh, well, I mean, that's not true. And, and there's another thing that I really don't like. Like, we say this term like, oh, well, you know, he wasn't perfect. Um, you know, and yada yada yada, and maybe you know, God will have compassion on his heart. You know, oh, the, the, here's the one I heard. Oh, you know, he wasn't perfect, but it just shows you that God can use any vessel. And I'm like, wait, who is perfect? Who who is this perfect vessel that is so much better to be used than DMX? Like, who is that? Because last time I checked, we are all imperfect vessels. You know what I mean? We sit there and we have the luxury of, of judging people and feeling like just because somebody else's walk don't look like ours, you know, just because we know, that, okay, such and such person is cheating on their wife and, you know what I mean? Um, but I'm not cheating on nobody. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm better. And it's like, nah, you just have your things that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Everybody's got their vices. And even when you strengthen yourself and you overcome your vices it's still a constant battle because that that's what the whole purpose of the bible is it's not it's not like you ever reach a point where it's like pure perfection no temptations no struggles because like paul says in that verse you know what i mean um what i want to do 
you know what I mean? No, not that one. I'm thinking about the one where he was saying um, there was a, a spirit that was like a thorn in his side. And he kept asking the Lord to take it away, kept asking the Lord to take it away, and the Lord wouldn't take it away. And then finally, the Lord says, yo, I'm leaving it there because my grace is sufficient. Meaning that, like, this thing that continues to torment you and challenge you is given to you to continue to help you depend on me. And don't worry about it. Like, this is not something that's going to jeopardize your your salvation or, or you ending with me. My grace, meaning my love for you, my compassion for you, the, the, the fact that I died for your sins, my forgiveness, is enough to cover what it is that you feel like you're struggling with that you think won't allow you to get into heaven. But it's like we have to have that struggle because without any struggle, there is no growth. Without no growth, there is no dependency on God. And that's really all it comes down to. It don't matter how healthy you are, how wealthy you are, you know what I mean, how perfect you feel like your life is. If you just reach a, a, a level of complacency, it means you're not doing nothing. And when I say not doing nothing, I mean you're not doing nothing for the kingdom. You're not doing nothing that God put you on this earth to do. Because like I said the other day, every act of love towards God is a declaration of war towards the devil. So when you are doing things to advance the purpose that God has in your life, you are going to naturally create enemies. It is only natural. And so I say that to say, like, there's a lot of people out here who who have this conception like, oh, I have to be this type of Christian in order to receive this type of reward from God. And anybody who's not like that type of Christian is never going to inherit that. And it's like, mm, that's kind of false because none of us are perfect. Of course, not all of us are out here murdering people, killing people, et cetera, et cetera. Of course not. But, you know what I mean? And, and, I, and I preface that, I will add to that and say, not all of our sins carry the same impact. You know what I mean? Like lying to someone or stealing a piece of candy doesn't have the same impact as killing someone. You know what I mean? However, I'm not God. God knows all. And I'll say it this way. It's kind of like when you watch movies like the butterfly effect, how one little thing can cause a whole bunch of other things that you never thought would happen. And it could be the smallest thing. Like, instead of waking up at 7.30, you wake up at 7.37. And because of that, like, a whole bunch of dramatic things just shift dramatically. And like, think about that. There are moments like when we're driving and we try to go through the light and we kind of hesitate for a second and literally a car will fly right by. And we know had we gone just two seconds earlier and driven and been able to move forward, we would have probably died. And so when you're sitting in the perspective of God, which I cannot do and I can barely phantom, I'm not going to go and say small things don't matter. Because literally, if the Bible tells you to be faithful in the few, to be faithful in the small things, then that means small things probably carry a lot more weight than we know. And so that small lie could just be just as impactful, if not more, than ending a life. Now, I know that sounds absurd. I get it. But hey, we're not God. We're not, we don't see how everything comes together. So it could have as much impact. It could have no impact. We the 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 point of it is, is that we don't know. 
And the whole purpose of even bringing that up is to understand, like, this concept of feeling like, you know, I mean, you got to be perfect and you got to be a certain way to be used by God is baloney. Like, we, we as human beings, man, like, we chase perfection so much to the point where if we're not at the level we think we should be at, we don't even start something. Like, we don't want to start something being sucky at it. It's your first time drawing a picture in your entire life. You've never drawn outside of like maybe basic doodles. And because in your mind, when you draw or how you see yourself drawing, it should look nice with good coloring and shading and all the nice techniques. And, you know, you know what a nice picture looks like. So because you feel like when you draw, that's what it should look like. You don't ever want to start drawing. And it looks like stick figures, not realizing you need to go through the stick figure phase in order to get to the beautiful, colored, nice, realistic drawing. But we don't want to go through that. We don't want to go through that sucky phase because we feel like it's embarrassing. Why? Because we're so focused on the final product that we can't take a step back and just allow ourselves to go through the beginning process. We're so focused on the end. It don't make no sense. And it's the same thing in so many aspects of life. Like when you, again, when you think about Christianity, we're so focused on the end product being this perfect Christian and, oh, our sins are, are washed and God is coming to pick us up and we're, we're, we're robed in gold and, and we're just these perfect human beings. We completely ignore the whole process, not realizing all of us are in the process. Some of us are at different stages of the process, but we're all in the process. No one has arrived. No one has reached that final destination of perfection and, oh, the Lord is great. Listen, even Ravi Zacharias was in the process. He had his demons and, and his issues and stuff like that. For those guys who don't know, he was an apolo- apologetic, world-famous apologetic. Very good one, too. But apparently, he had this crazy, like... Um, sex addiction and, and was sitting there messing with a bunch of women. Mind you, he's married with family and all that. And he's sitting there, you know, sleeping and, and doing a bunch of sexual stuff with massage therapists, et cetera, et cetera. But it goes to show you, even he was in the process. We are all in the process. And it's funny is that we're so focused on the end result. We're so focused on the end, the end game, not realizing it takes a process to get there. And that's what they say to you, like, Trust the process, fall in love with the process, enjoy the process. Because, <laughs> spoiler, like, you never reach perfection. It doesn't happen. There's never a point where you reach and it's like, ah, boom, okay. Like, no husband who actually loves his wife is going to be like, our relationship has finally reached the point that I've wanted it to reach. There's nothing else left for us to do. It doesn't exist. Listen, being married, going on three years now, the person that I I married three years ago is not the person that I'm with now. My wife is constantly evolving, constantly changing. Certain things that she likes now, she didn't like before. Certain things that she wants to do now, she didn't want to do before. And vice versa. Certain things that I was back then, I'm not now. There are things that I'm doing now that I wish I was doing back then. There are things that I'm doing now that I don't want to be doing. We are just constantly evolving. Our likes, our tastes, it's just growth. We as human beings, you know, I mean, we're we're ninety more than ninety nine more more than ninety percent water for a reason. 
Water continues to move, to flow, to, 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 to be active. It's not meant to be stagnant. So as human beings, we are constantly moving, constantly shifting, constantly evolving, right? And so in that aspect, we are in constant process. And so some of us don't have the capacity to understand everybody's in process. And so because we don't because we look at other people who are not at the same place that we are at or or at the end, we automatically feel like, okay, boom, yeah, because you didn't look like this and you didn't do this, you aren't deserving of that. And ironically, these concepts and these mindsets also reflect back on yourself. Just as what it is. It's like you want to do so many things, but because you're not good at it right now, you don't even do it. And that's a major problem. It's like you want to speak. You've never spoken before. Somebody asks you to speak and you're like, oh, no, I'm not a good speaker. Yeah, you never spoke before. You're not supposed to be a great speaker if you've never spoken before. So start. Do it one time and and gain your experience. You do it. You try it. And you look back and see, okay, what could I have done better? How did I feel about it? How can I be better at it? And you go again. You know, I'm constantly seeing so many people just talk themselves out of doing things or being great at stuff only because they won't just give themselves a shot. You know, I'm about to call out my homie. Um, she's going through all my podcast episodes and taking her time. So by the time she hears this, I might be on like episode 41. But she has been trying to work on her songwriting. She's taking classes. She's really putting in a real effort to do it. But she continues to say to herself, she's not a songwriter. You know why? Because she's comparing herself to masters of their craft. People who have been doing this forever. People who have put in way more time, way more energy, way more sacrifice than she ever has. And not only not because she necessarily wouldn't, but they've just been doing it much longer. They've been on earth much longer. They've been invested much longer. And because of that, she talks herself out of songwriting. And it's like, that makes no sense. Because you just started. And you think that you're not a songwriter because you're not like someone who's been songwriting for more than 20 years. Like you're just starting you are in process, just like all of us. Even songwriters who've been writing their entire lives don't feel like they have arrived. It's a constant growth. But the funny thing is that growth is not constant. You have to be intentional about your growth. You're not just going to grow because you say you want to grow. But when you are in the process of growing, then you will continually grow. And you will grow in different aspects. It's like your body. You know, you start working out now. Then your body looks a different way in a year. It looks a different way in two years. It looks a different way in five years. And you constantly are fine-tuning and refining and, and, and building up on your progress from before. That's what we call compounding. It's the same thing that you see in investing. You put $100 in. You put, you know, two weeks later, you put another $100 Three weeks later, you put 500 and the interest is always building because the amount is always growing. Same concept in life. Start something even though you feel like you're not good at it. And sometimes that's the thing. Like you can't trust your feelings, man. Those the feelings of embarrassment, of shame, 
the feelings of like not being worthy, they will rob you of so much, so, so much. Like one thing I always try to, I pray for my wife, my son, myself, is that we see ourselves the way God sees us. And the beauty is, right, God doesn't, God's not in time. God is outside of time. And so for us, we are only aware of our past and our present. We don't know what the future holds, but yet we are so obsessed with the future. Oh, in the future, I'm going to this and tomorrow I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, all you really have is today. That's all you really have is right now, this moment. It's like for me, you know what I mean? Never in my wildest dreams would I think that my uncle could get kidnapped on a Thursday night. You know, you think that you have all the time in the world to call this person and reach out to them and, and talk to them. And it's like from Thursday to Sunday, I couldn't call my uncle and talk to him. I couldn't hit him up. I couldn't shoot him a text. We couldn't talk. Like that was taken from me. And thank God the opportunity has been given back to me. The ability to be able to do it is back. But it's like we take so many things for granted because we feel like we have this time. Again, our obsession with the future. We think we can predict the future. You think that the person that you marry is going to be with you forever. You believe that, you know what I mean, your child will bury you. But the future is very, very unpredictable. And so really all we have is today. All we have is these moments. The past is there to show you what worked and what didn't work. You learn from yourself. You learn from your mistakes. But if you want to learn even more, learn from others. Look at what others did in the past. What worked, what didn't work. Will that work for me? And instead of just obsessing with the future, of course, it's always beautiful to have goals, but let your goals be in relation to prioritizing the moment now. Don't sit there and say, hey, you know, I mean, I'm going to want to travel to all these wonderful, nice places when I'm 50. And it's like, you don't even know if you'll make it that far. You know, I hear all these guys say, oh, you know, um, at, at 20 years old, I'm investing this kind of money. And, and I know at the next 40 years, it's going to be a um, million dollars. And, and I am sometimes think like, who told you that you were going to make it to 60? Who told you that the condition of your life will be in a position where you can even enjoy 60? And again, I'm not saying don't make long term goals, but I'm saying, you know, take time to really appreciate your present moment. And I say that to say like when you're able to just enjoy the present moment, then you're able to appreciate whatever level you are at in whatever it is you are doing. If me as a musician, as a producer, as a speaker is constantly obsessed with this future version of who I'm supposed to be, then I will never appreciate the level of speaking that I can do now. I will never appreciate the level of playing that I can do now. I will never appreciate my level of production now. And guess what? The level that I'm at now has impact. Yes, I'm, my podcast ain't reaching 1,000, 30,000, 3,000 people an episode. It's not. It's not. But the, the couple, the, the tens of peoples that I speak to, that listen to me consistently are impacted. You know what I mean? The people who are listening now are impacted. And if I were to, to shut myself down because I didn't feel like I was like Joe Rogan or all of these other guys, I'd be robbing them of my impact. So I say this to say, 
like we are all in process. We are all figuring it out. We are all going from one level and moving up. You know, we all going to look back and say, man, I was sucky in that phase. And that's okay. Like, give yourself permission to not be good at something. Give yourself permission to not be good, but also putting yourself on the road to get better. And the road to get better is not that difficult. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. See what you could do better. Do that. It's not difficult. But if you sit there and talk yourself out of it, if you discourage yourself out of it, if you remain in lust with your future, so much so that you neglect the present and you disregard the past, then you're just going to talk yourself out of a lot of stuff you should be doing. I mean, if I sat there and said to myself, oh, my podcast needs to be at this level before I even start a podcast, I'd have never started. But I just started because all I have is today. And I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm working to get better. There's certain things I want to do, certain things I want to bring to you guys. But hey, I'm here now at the level that I am here now being able to do what I'm able to do now. And for me, that's what's most important because doing that has allowed me to do like 30 something episodes. And that's important. That's, that's the point. And that's how you grow. So I could go on and on about this, but you already know what it is, man. I love you guys. Send this to five of your friends if this was beneficial to you and if it impacted you. Hey, once again, Cell Speaks. Be blessed.